0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Open Mic. I'm Logan, and we're here today with Jared, Chloe, and Coco. And today, we're going to be talking about what to do with your money. And we want to say welcome to you all who are listening to the podcast today.
1: Yeah, we're so glad you guys are here listening in. And guys, finances is something that all of us need and have to learn how to handle our finances wisely. But I think we should kick off this podcast with asking, uh, what is like the the thing that you would not spend money on? Logan, what do you think?
0: That's an easy one for me. I just don't see the need to go to a nice Italian restaurant when I could eat at Pasta Express or (laughs) Fazoli's For literally a quarter of the price. And you have unlimited Gosh. breadsticks at both of those places. Actually, I don't know. You have unlimited rolls at Pasta Express. But it like, is at right.
2: I can confirm.
0: I, I just feel like it's the same experience. So for me, I don't want to go somewhere where I need to tip.
1: See, here's my situation with that. I'm all about the experience. Like, I want to go to a bougie restaurant and feel like waited on. And so, I would definitely spend my money on that. Funny
2: anecdote: My grandparents tip the guy who brings the breadsticks out. No way! That's sweet. Man, Um, I feel bad. Generous. (laughs) I I don't. I remember going with them, and I was in like middle school. I was like, you, you, you don't have to do that. This Honest- is Fazoli's.
1: Honestly, I would be fine with never eating Fazoli's again in my life.
2: Have you had a breadstick in a while, though? I
1: there. No, I haven't because I never eat there. But mm-hmm. I would be fine to never I'll pick up some breadsticks sometime,
2: and it'll it'll change. <laughs> it'll your, change. Yeah. Okay, change your view.
0: Well, you know, so talking about money in all seriousness, we know that this is an important topic and one that in young adulthood is super important because a lot of us are in a situation where it's like, either don't have money, I have more money than I've ever had, or I'm making money for the first time. And it's like, what do we do with our finances? And more importantly, how do we honor God with what he has given us? And so, Jared, we've kind of talked through like a a loose kind of idea, a, a flow of thought for how you can manage your finances. You want to take us through that?
2: Sure. I mean, we we have a couple of things that I think are are really important. And the, the thing I would start off with is like wherever you're at, you have to start there. It is so easy to look at like the next stage of life and think like man I'm in college or I'm just I just started my first job and I'm making such a small amount like it's so easy to go like okay when I start making this amount when I get to x when I get married when I and like the the habits that you create today with money are the habits that you will carry with you when you have more of it mm-hmm. so you can't just have the attitude of like well I don't have much because it's like the practices that you have now are the practices that you have when you have more So you have to get in the, the habit now, whatever your income is, whatever, whatever you have right now. So um, I, I have a couple of things. We'll start with the first one. Um, you have to tithe. Um, the Bible tells us clearly that we are called to tithe. And Logan, will you talk just a little bit about, because you, you've, you've done messages on this, and I love your take on like, what is a tithe maybe versus an offering or something else. <laughs>
0: right, so the, I would encourage y'all, we'll link it in the show notes, um, go ahead and go back to the podcast we did on tithing and giving and listen to that because we don't have time to do the full scope of discussion. But tithing, the first place we see that is in the book of Genesis, where um, the first fruits of victory are brought and given to the high priest. And so uh, we see that that's the first 10%. And so the the biblical concept of tithing actually comes up in the Old Testament. And if we look at it as a total... Some biblical scholars could even argue that it's 22 to 33 percent of your income. Um, I'm not here to talk about that today, but all that is to say is that the first fruits of what you receive should be given back to God. And that's a theme we see throughout the Old Testament. And then moving into the New Testament, every example of giving we see is actually beyond a tithe. And so there's this idea like tithing is a great starting point, but that's not the end game and the goal. The goal is to honor God with our finances, to live a generous life lifestyle. But I very much do believe that God has uh, called us to a biblical standard of tithing.
1: Yeah. And as we talk about tithe, I think one of the questions that we talk to a lot of like our young adults with um, is, what do you tithe on? The, The net? Or the gross, like what, what would you guys say to that?
2: So the net, just so everybody knows the net and the gross, the gross is, is like, you make a salary and you, you're bringing home $50,000. That's the, that's the gross, but you have taxes taken out. You have, mm-hmm. you pay for your insurance. You bring home, you know, 38, five. So that would be the net. So the argument is like, I'm only bringing in this much as this, what I tithe on. Sorry. I just wanted to clarify that. No,
1: that's good. Cause you are, you were an economics major. So that's Back helpful. That's helpful. So what would you say to that question then? Which one are you, are you tithing on?
0: I think you need to tithe on the gross, because when you look at the biblical mandate for giving and tithing, it's off the first fruits, right? Yeah. So I don't want to give after that. And I think it's, um, it, you know, it's very understandable that it would be the gross income.
1: Yeah. Proverbs 3, nine says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. And so that's an example for us of like, we're, we're going to give God uh, first what he has given us. And I think that to me, it's helpful to understand that we are stewards of, of uh, finances. And God is the one that owns all the money. And he just gives us each of us certain amounts of money. And we have to then see what is the wise thing to do with this money. And how can I honor God with that? And so I love that you guys said that for sure.
3: Yeah, I feel like that's something super important to remember is that ultimately money like that is God's um, what he gives us. And so it's not like how much should I give? It's God, what would you like have me give? Like, this is yours anyway. Um, And I love how the Bible is like, so like, it literally is a guidebook to everything. And it tells us exactly like what to do with like our money and just different examples. And I um, I know, Logan, you talked about like giving in the New Testament too. And I was reading something earlier in second Corinthians, that was talking about like the Macedonians and how like they gave sacrificially, like they, it says that they gave through like severe, Trial and like extreme mm-hmm. poverty. And so it's like, no matter what you have, like we still need to, like sacrificially give it back to the Lord. And I feel like that was a really good example for me um, mm-hmm. to just give to the Lord because there's so much joy that comes in that.
2: Yeah. So uh, the first thing is tithe. You have to practice now with what you have. Uh, I think about the verse that says, if you're faithful with little, you'll be given much. Mm-hmm. And we can't have the attitude of, I only make X, so I'm not mm-hmm. going to give anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what if everybody who gave, who had something, gave what they were called to and, and just started with, with the tithe. And then the, the next thing I would say is, is like a duel. It's pay your debt and save some money. And this is where it's like if you have some debt, which m- most people probably have some, you can't just hide that hide that envelope when it comes. Mm. You can't just pretend it's not there. If you have debt, pay it down because um, that is one of the things that is so crippling for people when you have that payment that's coming up, when you have something that... that um, you know, is going to be a big portion of, of your income going out right away. Mm -hmm. If you can pay that down to a manageable piece, like Mm -hmm. that's going to help you more than, you know. And then on the other side of that, if you can start to save a little bit, Mm -hmm. and this is something that's like, well, I'm only making X amount, man, put $10 a month away, put $10 a week away, whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you're able to do that can set yourself up for a little bit of like, one of the, one of the other things is like plan for the future, uh, and I think that's kind of what saving fits into. Mm-hmm. If you can think through, like, who do I want to be in the future? Who do I want to be financially? Um, do I want to be someone that is um, able to give to a lot of people and be generous? And we'll talk about that in a minute. But, like, though, again, those practices don't just start whenever you make more money. and that does give you more freedom. But if you can start to practice now the type of person that you want to be, yeah. save money, mm-hmm. think about what you want to be, and then take baby, baby, baby steps mm-hmm. to get there. We, you'd be surprised if you just put a certain amount of money away every, every week and be like, man, that's crazy that yeah. accumulated to mm-hmm. something
1: right. more than what I thought. Yeah, and I, I think with the paying off your debt, gosh, I think um, it takes sacrifice mm-hmm. to be able to do that because we can keep living like, oh, I'm just spending my money on whatever I want, and I'll just keep living how I'm living. But when you realize like, okay, I'm, I want to try to work towards paying off my debt, then it's like, okay, it does take sacrifice. Maybe that means I don't go out to eat every every time for lunch. Or maybe it's like, I'm going to make my food and I'm going to bring it with me. But um I, I think that there will be like that freedom when you do sacrifice. And uh, I think with the Lord's help, like you can make some some effort towards that for sure.
0: And I think about it like this is, um I don't think God is honored by like our disorganization in any area of our life. Like if we just aren't Like, we should manage our households well as believers, and we rely on the Holy Spirit to guide us in that process and and to do that. But, like, I I personally want to honor God with my finances. I want to be, you know, have things in order. And obviously there are things that happen that are beyond our control and I think everyone understands that. There are crisis situations, but as much as I can, I want to be responsible with what God has given me and be a good steward. Jared, you mentioned the parable of the talents as we were kind of prepping for this, and it's like God has given me a certain amount. I want to manage that well and steward it well in order to honor God and in order to provide for my family. And uh, I think about it like this, too. One kind of a side topic is there are some bad purchases out there. Okay, let's just be real. There's some bad purchases out there. There's some things you shouldn't spend your money on. How do you know? You pray through it and you ask God. If you're, if you're that, that's as simple. That's God has given us this line of communication and prayer, and He allows the Holy Spirit to guide us. If we're in community and you need to run that by somebody, there's ways we go about discerning what we should and shouldn't be spending money on.
2: Yeah, and Logan, you mentioned just having order to everything. Uh, that's kind of the next thing, having a budget. And that is so scary to so many people. Um, I'm here to say it doesn't have to be scary. It can be so simple as you download an app. Um, the, 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 simple, the, the great thing about young adulthood is that you probably just have one bank account. You probably just have kind of one stream in, a couple streams out. So download an app uh, that, that tracks your finances. There's a bunch of them out there. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when you don't know what's going on, it's hard to just figure out like, I don't know where anything's going. Yeah. You get an app that will figure out, okay, this is where my income's coming in. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm spending on eating out. This is what I'm spending on groceries. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm spending on utilities. This is what I'm spending on clothes. And and that way you just start to see the pie all together and you go, Oh, I I didn't realize I was spending so much in this area. Mm -hmm. And then you can start to figure out, okay, I I can pull that back to this Mm -hmm. amount and I can do that. And, and Logan and I were talking before this and, um, it doesn't, matter. it doesn't matter what tool, but you just need to have something there. Uh, for me, the easiest thing to do, I have a wife and a family, and sometimes we'll get out uh, a, a yellow legal pad, piece of paper, mm-hmm. and we'll write down the money that's coming in. The money we know has to come out. We'll write down, this is what our tithe is. That's the first thing we put at the top is what's going to come out this month. Yeah. This is what we're going to pay for our mortgage. This is what we owe for, for this. This is what is going to come out. If there's debt going on or something like that. You, you, you lay all those out so that you know, okay, this is, this is not changing. These are, these things are not going to move. This is a payment we have to make. And then it's like, okay, can we cut here this month? Can we do this? Mm-hmm. Um, and it helps just like physically see it on a piece of paper and know that it, like, it's not that scary. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you don't have any clue where any money's going, it all feels like such a mess, but when you can bring it down to an app or or a piece of paper, it seems so much more manageable.
3: Yeah, I think um, for me, I almost two years ago now, got married. And so Jake and I never, like, had a budget or, like, had to learn how to, like, manage our finances super well. And so as we entered into this, like, season and then of, like, having jobs and having, like, a steady income, like, we had to learn what that looked like. But I think going along with what you said, Jared, like, it can seem scary, but the best thing that we did was just seek wise counsel about it. Like, we, you know, we didn't super know what we were doing, but, I mean, thankfully we have, like, Both of our parents are, like, super awesome resources to go to. And we got to witness, like, the way that our parents um, handled their money and, like, their generosity and the things that they did growing up. And we're so thankful for that. Um, And so, like, we go to, like, our dads. They both help us. And we got to seek, like, wisdom and counsel Mm -hmm. from them. But even people, like, in the church who we respect and admire um, have also given us tips and stuff of like how we can honor God with our finances and how to create a budget and stuff like that. And so I think if it seems scary, like seek wise counsel of someone that you trust, maybe someone that is a little bit older or something, or maybe it is just a friend your age who like has, you know, they know, you know that you're super, they're great with like their budget or stuff like that. Seek wise counsel because that's so helpful.
0: That is so good. And I think that one of the things you need to do in young adulthood is ask yourself, why do I view money the way that I do? Because your upbringing influenced that in some way. And maybe you're listening, you're like, I have no idea how in the world to manage my finances. This is why you need to be a part of community, why you need to be a part of a church. There are people in community that can guide you and help you. People that are further along and find that help and that guidance because it's out there. And not only that, but like if you're like, I don't, understand gross income, net income, or you, you know, home buying process, mm-hmm. all these different things. We do live in an age where there are so many resources, so many YouTube videos, so many things that can help to break us down, to teach us, that you just probably need to have the discipline, and maybe need to pray to ask God to give you the discipline to learn some of these skills. Mm-hmm. And why does this matter? Uh, my ultimate goal in life is not making money. That is not my ultimate goal. But I would love to make as much money as I can so that I can leverage it for the kingdom of God, and I can allow with an open hand, God, hey, this is yours anyway. How do you want me to use this? And that as the leader of my house, I can provide for my children and my family and uh, provide opportunities just to be generous. So like making money is not the ultimate goal in in, in my life.
2: Yeah, there's a verse that people get confused that they think the money is the root of all evil. It's the love of money is the root of all evil. I think God blesses people. I think God wants people to be good stewards of what they have because money is ultimately a tool. Mm-hmm, Just yeah. like Coco said at the beginning, uh, it's something we each need to have to survive. You, you're not going to pay your rent in whatever yeah. uh, currency you do for your job. You know, I think about somebody that works at Bass Pro is not going to pay their, their rent in those hats. Like, <laughs> you're you're, you're going you're gonna to pay your rent in money. Like it's, it's a part of our life. It's a part of like you're going to learn to manage your time. You're going to learn to manage mm-hmm. your money. So mm-hmm. think of it as a tool. And it, money is so hard because it is emotional. Mm-hmm. You're emotional about the things that you care about. The, mm-hmm. you, you know what? You love to go eat out. That's your thing. You're emotional about it. If you tell me, you, I can't do that thing I love anymore, I'm emotional about it. So it's like, take, take some of the emotion out of it. Put it on a page. Let it be really, really simple and view it as a tool and go, okay, if this really is a tool, how do I give it back to God? Mm-hmm how do I plan for the future? How do I save? How do I, man, I've got this debt. How do I pay that down? Start to think of it as a tool. And then you can start to think about like, man, this is what God's given me. This is how I really want to use it to, to bless others.
0: Yeah. And I think if you're in a season where you're struggling financially, and I, I really do approach this with a lot of, a lot of grace. Um, I'm, I'm not here to bash anyone on the head, but I think if you are struggling financially, I would ask yourself to ask or I would tell you to ask yourself the question, are you tithing? Are you giving? Are you being obedient in what God has called you to? Because if you are in a position where you're struggling financially, I want you to pray over that. I want you to ask God for his provision because scripture clearly lays out that he will provide for us. But uh, I think you have to ask yourself the question, am I being obedient in what he's already given me? And if you're not being obedient, the sad part about that is, is when we aren't being obedient, we're living in sin. So if we are living and we are, are not giving and not tithing, we're choosing to live in sin. And that has ramifications that are negative.
2: Uh, Malachi 3.10 says, Bring the full tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. And if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is more, no more need... I mean, this is a verse I'm like slow to read in front of Mm -hmm. people because I'm always like, one, you are, you are, you are not giving God what is his is Mm -hmm. what I think the verse before this says, like the verse before this says that you are robbing God by not giving him Mm -hmm. what is his, Mm -hmm. which is scary to think about. But then on the other side of it, it's not just like, hey, I'm a strong army and take what's mine. It's like, hey, I'm going to test me. If you give, see if I'm not going to be generous to you and kind to you. And I always say this. I don't know that it's always like a one for one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I gave God my 10% and I'm expecting that 10% to come back mm-hmm. in like a bonus at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I think God is so mm-hmm. creative. Yeah. I think he blesses us okay. in ways that we, you may not ever be able to quantify That's good. The, the, the type of blessing that he's giving you. But I think it, it says, put me to the test. Mm-hmm. And if I know anything about God, it's that he's good. It's that he's loving. He wants to be glorified and yeah. he wants it for our good. So it's like, why, why wouldn't I view my money as a tool and say, God, you can do more with it here. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to reach out and, and be obedient.
1: Yeah, that's so good, Jared. And I think if we have this uh, mindset with money and we just hold it so tightly and we don't allow God to speak into our finances, that's when we're in trouble. That's when we're like, well, I'm doing my own thing. We're relying on ourselves to be able to provide for ourselves or to do, you know, all the things. But like we have to open our hands of surrender and say, God, this is what you have given me. This is what's in my bank account. Right. And what do you want me to do with this? with these resources? How can Mm -hmm. I honor you? How can I give to you? How can I go above and beyond? Um, I mean, we even just did our young adult offering. Um, And our goal with that was to give back and to honor God with our our money, uh, because we want to thank God for all that he's done. We feel so blessed to be Mm -hmm. in this community of young adults. Um, And we want to say thank you to the Lord and thank you to our church for um, allowing us to do this ministry. And so um, it's been so cool to see how we have done that over the last two years and uh, we've raised over fifteen thousand dollars just for the specific young adult offering over
0: 25 now after this year yeah. yes
1: oh you okay so this this year we've raised over how much
0: over ten thousand dollars over ten thousand right now yeah so
1: like for a group of young adults like that is incredible to say hey we were able to come together and sacrificially give uh, to back to this young adult offering because we want to say thank you to God and thank you to other people and I'll tell you this it's a stretch like I I want to be able to give and I want it to be able to be like a faith, a step of faith for me um, because I don't want to just be like, cool. Yeah. Like here's, here's some, some money. I didn't even think about it. Like I want to go to God and say, God, what is going to stretch my faith and what am I going to have to like trust that you're going to provide for me in that? Mm -hmm. And when, when we do that, like I really do feel like it's like such a cool thing to see like, like what you said, Jared, God is going to show up in ways that we don't even know. Um, but we at least get to enter the conversation with him. Um, if we keep it all to ourselves, then we're not even inviting God into the conversation. So uh, I just, I get really excited when when we step out and say, I'm going to give sacrificially because what is God going to do in each of our lives when we do that? Mm,
3: I think that's so important of like just bringing it to God, like in prayer and like, God, what do you, like, what will you have me give? I think something for me, um, I noticed that sometimes in my and like the it consuming my mind sometimes honestly um it affects my walk with God like if I'm sitting down in the morning going to spend time with God and I'm thinking about the expenses um that I have for that day or something I'm gonna do that I know kinda costs a lot. I'm like, gosh, this is distracting me from my time mm-hmm. with him. And so I have to realize, like, I need to bring this to him. Like right now, before I even like open the word, be like, God, will you rid this distraction from me? Like I'm confessing to you that this is coming up in my mind so much. Mm-hmm. And so I think God wants us to bring that to him and like when we're struggling with it too, you know, tell God that. Um but I think to, like, look back at his faithfulness mm. and to see, like, how he's provided for you in the past, yeah. like, is so important. Like, time and time again, when I feel, like, nervous about something or our finances, I'm like, God, you've provided for us in the yeah. past. Mm. Like, thank you for that. And I think that's something that I've had to learn so much is, like, I, every single day, I want to, like, thank him for how he provides and, like, takes care of us. Mm. Um, and so, I feel like even just having that, like, heart posture, too, is, like, thank you, God, for what you have given me and like what you continue to give me um just changes my mindset so much that's good so I want
2: to I want to recap and hit the last one so tithe pay your debt have a budget plan for the future slash save and the last one is be generous to be generous because I think I think everybody that's like a fun word to to I want to be surrounded by people that are generous Mm -hmm. and like Logan said like I don't think it's wrong to to ask God for more so that Mm -hmm. you can be generous yeah um but I think it is easy to go like man I'm tithing. That's that's this percentage. Uh, I got to pay this, this, and this, and this. How do you how do you end up actually being generous? Because I think everybody wants to be. But how do you actually go and be generous?
1: Yeah, I, I remember talking to my uncle. He's a missionary, and he was talking about how, you know, obviously missionaries raise funds to be able to go on the field. And he was encouraging uh, people to be generous. And he he really taught me something. He said, you have to plan to be generous. and Because in my head, I'm like, I want to be marked by being a person of generosity. That is a value to me. Like, I want that so much. And I pray, like, God, will you bless me more so I can give it away? But... Um, but sometimes uh, there is the the ba- the barrier of like well how- I want to do that, but like, how am I, pra- like, how am I going to do that? How am I practically going to do that? Um, but he said, uh, take out some cash, right? Like take out a hundred dollars, $50, $20, whatever it may be and say, okay, God, I'm going to set this aside and I'm going to ask that your Holy Spirit will guide me to know who I'm supposed to give this to. And um, I think that is so good because it's like, okay, I'm going to plan on it that this is how I'm going to be generous this month. Maybe it's, you know, whatever this, this season, I'm going to have this money. And what that does is when the Lord speaks to us to say, like, hey, go give this money to somebody, we can do it and we don't have to be worried about, like, well, that was my money for groceries or that was my money for gas or whatever it was. It's like, no, this was my money and I can freely give this to somebody without the barriers. And that helped me so much to realize, like, man, I can set money aside uh, and prepare to be generous. And so I I think that was such a good word for um, how we can plan to do that.
2: Yeah, generous doesn't have to mean spontaneous. Yeah. It can be planned, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And then planned enough that you have some money in your wallet, you're ready to go. And then when the Spirit leads you to do something, mm-hmm. you're ready to go.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Yeah, and
0: I, I think we would all say we like what you said, Coco. We want to be living lives that are marked by generosity. I mean, that's a great thing to aspire to as a Christ follower. So uh, our final challenge to you is to praise God for what He's given you, ask God for what you need, and be obedient for what He's already called you to. But we, uh, we hope you'll be able to do that, and we hope this helps you in your uh, journey with money. So thanks for joining us on this episode of Open Mic.